0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe.
1: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the third episode of the Deep Drive in the Left Field podcast. I'm Jack, otherwise known as MLB Nerds on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok. God help me. And I'm with uh, my co host, Ryan Garcia who is known on Twitter as Ryan Garcia ESM. Uh, in today's podcast, we're going to be going over the transactions since the last podcast, which includes the known R and trade to St. Louis, which is not yet official, but is likely to be finalized in the coming days. Jock Peterson of the Cubs, not going back to Japan. We're also going to be going over uh, potential trade targets for the Atlanta Braves who have a gaping hole at third base with a few options on the market. Additionally, we'll be talking about the Hall of Fame process and Ken Griffey Jr. joining the commissioner's office. As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be a home run. For our first segment of today's podcast, we're going to go over the transactions that happened since the last podcast. Which uh, the big the big transaction was Nolan now being traded to the St. Louis Cardinals in exchange for nothing, uh, or not nothing, but we don't really know the exact return. It's supposed to be a couple uh, lower level prospects, but that's sort of I don't want to say irrelevant because there are two big parts to a trade. Uh, but this one feels a bit one-sided in terms of what's actually important uh, with players. Uh, Ryan, what were your initial thoughts on the deal? And have you you know changed your thoughts since the trade or uh, do you have the same sort of thinking about the trade?
2: Well, in my eyes, at least, I think that this trade is, uh, I think it's a win for both sides because I think what is, what's a win for a side is basically, did you get what you wanted? The Cardinals got what they wanted, a Good offensive player to play third base, plays good defense. And the Rockies got what they want as well, which is Nolan Arenado to not be on their books for a very long time. I think it was like 50 million uh, they're going to be giving to the Cardinals. But if you think about it, 50 million, you're basically paying 50 million to get prospects, and the Cardinals take the rest of that money. And it's not like the Rockies, the Rockies have never been like a franchise that like doesn't spend any money at all. Like they're not like the pirates or the Rays. Uh, they're more in that like middle tier of teams that can spend money. I'm pretty sure they're top 10 in payroll la- coming into last season. So I think they're fine, you know, taking on $50 million. So I think both sides got what they wanted um overall I think the Cardinals get a really good third baseman someone who plays great defense uh I'm interested to see how he performs outside of cores I think he can still be a pretty good hitter um I don't think it's gonna be the same you know 392 weighted on base average he averaged from 17 to 19 he had a rough 2020 uh but I think it'll still he'll still be able to be a good offensive player and we all know the defense is always there for Nolan Arenado uh is he the best third baseman in baseball no but he's a really good one
1: Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you absolutely on pretty much everything you said. Um, And I'll I'll just add on that the people who are saying uh, the Cardinals won this trade by a lot, which are generally incredibly biased Cardinals fans because the majority of their fan base is incredibly biased. Um, I'm not a fan of the Cardinals fan base, but uh, I, I think what people don't realize is that a contract like Arenado, even though he, you could consider him like a top 15 player, it would still be bad. Um, It's, it's, why, by no means a bad a good contract. You know, he's got an opt-out after next year and the year after that. And you're also adding on an additional year worth $15 million. So you have all of those things. Uh and you know, apparently the Rockies throwing in $50 million is, you know, you know, quote unquote a lot. Uh but at the end of the day, $50 million is also being deferred. So it's gonna be like, I don't know, four million, five million dollars a season because they're deferring the money. Uh, so the Rockies really aren't giving up too much here uh, in terms of money and they're getting, they're, they're freeing up a lot with Arenado's contract. They're apparently not getting much back uh, in terms of prospect capital. We don't know uh, the exact details. There are some good prospects who aren't entirely ranked too high. And I think I'll conclude with the Arenado points that uh, if they, if they could have gotten more, they would have. And it's really just a function of the MLB and teams in general, not wanting to spend money. And not when we spend money like that, you know, Justin Turner on a two, three year deal is going to provide you significantly more contractual value as opposed to Arenado for seven years at this point. So uh, I understand why the Rockies do this trade. And I also uh, understand why the Cardinals do this trade. Well, I'm going to push back on. Two points. I
2: I agree with you on your first point where you mentioned like Cardinals fans saying they blew out this trade that day. Oh, uh, like like I saw a lot of tweets like oh wow the Cardinals gave the the Rockies gave the Cardinals fifty million dollars to take a franchise player like that's crazy that's not what happened that takes out a ton of context and this is literally how social media reacted to the Stanton trade two, two to three years ago and how are the Marlins doing right now I would say that the rebuild has been going pretty well. Um, this is literally in my eyes a repeat of the Stanton trade. Um, and r- r- remember the Stanton trade was a trade that originally, I think the Cardinals were heavily involved in. So this isn't like the first time they're in that process. Uh, and then on top of that, uh, what I disagree with you on is what you're telling me is it, if you, okay, I understand that you don't like Arenado. I know that you're not a huge, Arenado I don't, fan. I don't know. Like I love Arenado.
1: What are you talking about? That, I have that, no that's such with that. That's Cap. That is Cap. That's not what do I mean Cap? Dude, Cap. that's Cap. I don't that's like overrating Cap. players. Arenado is a borderline top 20 player doesn't mean i dislike the guy no watch he's, no,
0: he's got no, a great glove. No,
1: no, no. he's a good hitter i i don't dislike it. people but well sorry i, I don't mean to interrupt you here but not people so good, so good. you know they, they they confuse disliking with not overrating a player or not liking that a player's overrated. i hate the players overrated i hate the fucking white socks you know everybody knows that i think it's a i mean i dislike players I hate Trevor Bauer I think he's the I, I think he's actual scum like I dislike a lot of players that are overrated I like maybe I just disagree like I actually dislike a lot of players so uh yeah I, I'm saying I don't like I dislike players too Yeah. I, I don't dislike players because they're overpaid or overrated I dislike the fact that they are overpaid or overrated mm-hmm. the case of not. so sorry continue with what you're saying before
2: all right well I mean that's a fair point but I, what I was gonna say was I disagree uh, with the notion that uh just like I understand what you're saying about Justin Turner on a two to three year deal, but there's a couple things to note. Justin Turner is significantly older, so Nolan Arenado, by the time his contract is done, is gonna be around the same age, I believe, or a couple years about the same age that Justin Turner's contract, if he gave him two to three years, would be. And unlike Justin Turner, where you don't have to deal with the regression immediately, you still have Nolan Arenado in his prime. So I don't think it's like if Turner was, let's say, um two to three years younger I would agree with you or if it was like the Donaldson contract when Donaldson got his four years like I think that's a, I think it's a better contract than most people give the twins credit for um I would say okay yeah you have a point here but I don't think there's a point to be had here because I don't think that um I I think the first five to six years of these deals gonna look pretty good but I do agree that I I mean I wouldn't believe I don't like giving out long contracts uh, like I love Garrett Cole. I don't like giving him nine years, three hundred twenty-six million. I just don't like long contracts. They're just, they are just—they always end up. You're always not dreading them by the time you're in year seven or eight or nine. So long contracts are always a bad idea at some point. So we just kind of have to accept that it's going to happen. And I th- and look, I get it, but I just I don't think it's I don't think it's as bad for the Cardinals as as he made it out to be. And I don't think that Justin Turner
1: right now for two, over the next two to three years will be as valuable as Nolan Marriott will be. No, I'm not saying he's going to be as valuable. I'm saying Turner's probably going to get, what, $15 million a season, maybe less, which is going to be worth, he's going to put up at least, we'll say three wins conservatively, which is worth roughly, I guess, accounting for a pandemic uh, market, $20 million, which is probably going to be more uh value than what Arnold puts up for 35 mil uh assuming Arnold is like a 4.5-ish win player his productions have a lot lower but I'll give him the benefit of the doubt Um, but I'm not saying Arnold is going to be um worse than Turner I think Arnold will be better I just think that Turner is going to get paid a lot less and his I guess uh war or money per war is going to be significantly significantly different uh sorry significantly lower they're going to be paying a lot less money per war Right, but if you wait out that Turner, that whole Turner thing,
2: Turner, like, it's like the DJ LeMahieu thing. Like, DJ wanted to be a Yankee, so he would take a discount to be a Yankee. Turner is going to favor the Dodgers a lot more than the Cardinals. And so if you wait out that market and you end up with nothing, Nolan could get traded at that time. I think it's safer to assume you can get Nolan Arenado in a trade comfortably than it is to say, I can get Justin Turner through free agency, because I really don't know um, if you can reliably say, I can pry Justin Turner from um, L.A., now I would I would I would have liked to if the Cardinals had the farm like if they had a really good farm they could go after like a Jose Ramirez and that would have been an excellent trade but the issue is they don't have a good farm so they have to compensate by taking on a guy with a huge contract that in the last three years of the deal the Cardinals are probably going to have to take just because of how bad that contract is going to be.
1: Yeah, I guess I understand what you're saying. I mean, I sort of agree with you, um, but I do see what you're saying. So, uh, I guess in general, do you think? Uh, with the addition also of Adam Wainwright, who uh, signed a one-year deal with the St. Louis Cardinals uh, right before this deal, actually uh, in the few hours before I think the Cardinals at this point are the clear favorites to the NS- NL Central, a.k.a. the NFC East of baseball. Uh,
2: I mean, I wouldn't say they're the heavy favorites. Like, honest to God, I really like, okay, if the Cubs really go through with like trying to get better, um, Getting another starting pitcher, if it's a good enough pitcher, I mean, they can somehow make a run for that division just because of how bad it is. I mean, I've the Cubs were the best team on paper in that division in 2019. The Cardinals and Brewers finished ahead of them. It's it, baseball, like the thing is just that, like, I, I have to see what the Cardinals. Uh, defense is going to end up looking like with if they're going to get Wong back. I have to see if DeJong is going to regress against defensively because he was bad in 2018 and bad in 2020 and then good in 2019 defensively uh, and to of average. And it's, I, I don't know, it's going to be, it's going to be weird. And I have to see if the lineup can perform for the Cardinals. I would say that my favorite right now, uh, but I definitely see the Brewers pitching, uh, even though they haven't done anything, which could, is why I put the Cubs ahead of them right now. Uh, but I, maybe the Cubs make a push, maybe, perhaps.
1: I think the Cubs at this point are like the fourth place team, maybe third place team. Um, I think the Brewers are still the favorite just because of their pitching in general. Uh, I, I guess you could say the Cardinals, but I really don't think the Cardinals are that great of a team. Uh, I also think the Brewers probably will make at least one move, whether it's acquiring another bat, which they desperately need. You know, I fuck it. I won't say the Brewers are the favorites at this point. I definitely say it's the Cardinals. Uh, Brewers are definitely second with the Cubs and Reds third and four but uh I'll say it's pretty close they'll probably I I guess one of them will finish over 500 maybe two of them but it won't be by much and none of the teams will be deserving of the playoffs I'll I'll make a hot take right now actually you know what let's do it okay if the Cubs
2: sign James Paxton the Cubs will win the NL Central and not only that because it will be an NLDS, uh, let's just say the, I don't know if the playoffs are going to be expanded because we'll, we'll get into that later. But based on what we know about the playoffs now, If they face the San Diego Padres or the New York Mets in the first round, they will upset the New York Mets or San Diego Padres in round one because Kyle Hendricks and James Paxton will be, will win their two games. They will win a playoff series. It will be, it will be just like, (laughs) it will be the funniest thing ever. And it will be, if it happens to the Padres or the Mets, would it not be the most comedic thing and the most of like, of course it would happen to them. That that's, perfect textbook exactly what would happen the cubs would not try to win the division and still win their division they would fail at tanking right the cardinals would be stuck into a long-term deal not sure if they're even good enough to make the playoffs the brewers would just be god knows what they are the pirates will be just rebuilding and the reds will still be a very mediocre franchise that's gonna happen the cardinal the cubs are gonna go see nlcs get swept probably They're going to just be and then become irrelevant for the next five to six years. This division will go down in flames. It will be hilarious. I expect just the funniest things to happen to this division. I
1: promise you something like this will happen. Believe me, I love to to see that. I love to see the Cardinals fan base do their thing. Just imagine
2: if they go 81-81, and the (laughs) Cubs win 83 games, and they face a 98-win Padres and Mets team. Beat them and then get, like, swept in the NLCS, who cares, right? But at that point, the Cardinals would be a mediocre team needing to get a lot of things without the money to do so or to give a long-term extension to, any, to someone. Um, the Cubs would think they're good and, like, foolishly try to keep getting better and fail t- at tanking. Uh, the Reds would just be the Reds and the Brewers, the Brewers. Pirates would keep getting better. But imagine just, like, the fallout from the Cardinals fan base to like, the Podgers or Mets fan base after getting beat by a team like, like the 83-win Cubs. Like, like what happened in 06, where the Mets lost the NLCS, like an 83-win Cardinals team, and then the Tigers lost in the World Series to that team. That would be hilarious. This isn't the first time the NL Central has been pathetic. And it, it would just be hilarious. Let, let's just be real. I,
1: I think something like that could happen. And I think something like that will happen. Yeah, it would be pretty pathetic at the end of the day, really. Moving on with our transaction segment of this podcast, we have the Chicago Cubs signing Jock Peterson to a one-year deal worth seven million dollars. I'll go first. Um, I think this was pretty much a steal for the Cubs. They get a guy who's probably better than Kyle Schwarber and Eddie Rosario, who both got more money. Uh, then Peterson, and he's going to be a valuable asset potentially at the trade deadline for a team like the Yankees, who might need somebody when all their players get injured, um, or a team that might actually like the say the Indians are you know making a push. Ryan, you think the Indians might make a push? At a playoff spot potentially, and they might need an extra bat, and they might go for Jock Peterson.
2: Well, I don't know if they would go after Jock Peterson just because it feels as if um, they're trying to be cheap right now. But if they are in a playoff spot and they do want to get a bat and they get Peterson, I mean, I, I mean, I think they can be in a playoff spot. They have the pitching to do it. Their bullpen is still very, very good. They didn't lose any. Uh, they didn't lose any pitching assets. They didn't have uh, Clevenger was gone. Anyways, he was gone at the dead, uh, deadline, and in the second half, they still played really well. Um, they finished above the White Sox, uh, for, to finish second division, despite the fact they didn't have Clevenger, uh, they put, they almost beat the Yankees in game two. And if they were to beat the Yankees in game two, I think they win game three. So they were neck and they were going blow to blow at the Yankees who went blow to blow at the Rays. So I think like as currently constructed losing Lindor hurts, losing Santana hurts, uh, Jimenez is a good defender. I don't think he, he can hit very well. Uh, Rosario had good defense in twenty twenty, but his hitting is just, he doesn't even, he doesn't know how to walk. Um, I mean, I guess they can compete, but I, I would definitely see them as a dark horse. Like, I think they can win 90 games, but I don't know if they can get, get enough to get a playoff spot, unless they expand the playoffs. If they do, then yeah, they can, they can definitely get in. But if, as currently constructed right now,
0: I don't know.
1: Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you. And uh, we'll get into the Rosario signing as well, who's pretty much Jock Peterson, but worse and more expensive. So that's not ideal, but um, he can't field. And he can't, that's why I said Jock Peterson, but worse. Because mm-hmm. Pierce is not like a great fielder or anything, but he's no Rosario. Yeah. Um, so Indians are clearly trying to, you know, not be totally incompetent. So they sign Rosario, who, if they're in contention, could be, I guess, solid. If not, he could be a trade deadline piece, or he could just be cut because he's really not great. Um, so I, I don't really know what the Indians are trying to do here. Because clearly the um, other Chicago team, which we won't mention their name because they are, uh, fuck them are better. And, um, the twins are also better. So the Indians are pretty much projected in that third place team being way better than the bottom two and a bit worse than the top two, but Ryan, do you think the Indians could potentially make a playoff push over the Chicago fraud and the Minnesota twins? Um, maybe the, I think, okay. The twins, I think are
2: definitely better. I missed something. Uh, I, I, I said, they didn't lose the picture. They lost Carrasco. Uh, I don't know how I completely forgot that. Um, if, uh, but if the, uh, if the Indians, just they just you need know, to patch up a couple holes because they have, a, they have a t- two gigantic holes, basically, uh, which is at sh- not at shortstop, but like just in the lineup. Like Santana and Lindor were some of their better hitters. Uh, they still have Fran Mill who can hit. Uh, Rosar is an above average hitter. Uh, they still have Jose Ramirez, who's an amazing hitter, an amazing baseball player. Uh, so, I mean, if they're just an average hitting team, which is a lot to ask of them, I, I know, but they weren't that good off. They were really bad offensively last year. Uh, I think uh, Lindor had like a 105 winning run on runs creative plus. So it wasn't like they're a good offensive team. If they were just close to average offensively, they will be better than the White Sox or the Twins, which are one of those two teams are the worst. Cause uh, I mean, I think, I think they'll best finish second. I don't think they can win the division, but I, I think they can finish ahead of one of the other two, two teams. Cause one of those two teams are frauds. One of those two teams are frauds. I'm pulling it right there. One of those two teams are going to completely collapse this season. I don't know which one it's going to be yet, but one of those two teams are frauds. Okay. One of them.
1: Yeah, and uh, you know they also have known elite baseball hitter Austin Hedges to carry their lineup. Oh, yeah. So hopefully, you know Hedges is going to have to all do all the heavy lifting, and uh, they can Rosario can produce a bit, so they can beat the Chicago frauds. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say about the Indians. Uh, I'm rooting for them. They have a couple of my favorite players. So uh, any final thoughts on the Indian situation, Ryan? If I was them
2: right now, if you want to
1: just go and get cheap players.
2: I really think you can replace Carl Santana's production with CJ Crone, who's a free agent right now, and a 114 weighted runs created plus. Uh, his outs above average, I think, are above. I think he's above average defensively, outs above average the last three seasons. If you want to pick up someone that can at least be decent offensively, you can pick up CJ Crone, put him at first base. You have him uh, at second base. I I think I, I don't remember if I think Ramirez he's either plays he plays third for them. Yeah, he plays third for them. Yeah, he
1: plays uh, all infield positions though, and a couple outfield spots.
2: Yeah. Uh, you probably have a Med and uh, Jimenez, uh, not uh, trying to f- battle it out at shortstop. You have Cesar Hernandez playing second base. Um, in the outfield, you have Rosario. Not just a bunch of really bad uh, baseball players. Uh, if you pick up Crone at least and just figure it out with the outfield, I mean, you could have an average lineup. And at that point, an average lineup, your pitching is so good, you can get you can pitch your way to anything because their bullpen is so good. Like guys like Phil Maton, who just like are just regular guys for them. They're so like deadly out the bullpen. They can get strikeouts and stuff.
1: They can 100% compete, but for names to look out for CJ Crone. Another signing that happened in baseball in general was Masahiro Tanaka returning to the Rakuten Eagles in Japan, leaving the Yankees after an illustrious seven-year career where they failed to make the World Series, but Tanaka was still very solid in the seven years he pitched here. Um, I still remember the day he signed, you know, I wasn't in school for whatever reason, I was just incredibly, you know, I was just so hyped up, you know, Tanaka, probably one of the, the most memorable baseball moments I've had at a young age was, remember when Tanaka signed, um, but Ryan, what are your thoughts on Tanaka choosing to, you know, not play for the Blue Jays, who clearly showed interest in need-sporting pitching, and choosing to go back to Japan just because he wanted to be a Yankee for uh, pretty much his entire career in Major League Baseball. Well, for me, I think this is
2: just a product of COVID. Look, uh, the Yankees in any other offseason would have brought back Teneca. Um, But, you know, I think that getting town and Kluber was probably the move I would go with as well because, I mean, more starters is better. Uh, that sounds really stupid, but, I mean, that's, that's just basically what my reasoning behind that. Um, I mean, I, I, I feel like it's – I feel like for me it just goes to show, like, Again, in any other offseason, I think a team offers him $15 million for two years. Like a th- two-year, $30 million deal. You know what I mean? Um, if it, I just, It's hard to see him go. Again, I, he was one of my favorite pitchers. And uh, he's been the Yankee for seven years. So I've been watching him for a really, really long time. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I, again, I, I hope this isn't a trend that continues. I hope that we can see him back in major soon. Even if it isn't as the Yankee, I just want to see him back. Like, I don't want to see him. I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to see, know that his career ended on this note, losing in the especially after getting shelled in the postseason. That's just not how I want to see his career have ended.
1: All right, now talking about our final uh, portion of transactions for today's podcast, we have a bunch of quick ones. So I'll just go over which one, whatever happened, and you just say in one word if it was a good or a bad deal. Stephen Matt's being traded to Toronto Blue Jays. Horrendous. Uh, Matt Moore to the Philadelphia Phillies. Okay. Uh, is it Philip Irvin? Who's the Irvin that was traded to? It's co- it's
0: Cole Cole Irvin, Irvin.
1: Cole Irvin, All right? Cole Irvin to the Oakland Athletics. Irrelevant. Alex Avila to the Washington Nationals. Like uh, okay. Carlos Rodon to the Chicago Frogs. <laughs> they suck. Steven Souza Jr. to the Houston Astros. Okay. Carl Edwards Jr. to the Atlanta Braves. Underrated. With Arnauto off the board, the Braves are going to be looking likely for another bat to play third base. Notable options are Jose Ramirez of the Cleveland Indians and Justin Turner, who is a current free agent. Uh, Where do you think the Braves will go for uh, another bat? Because they desperately need one at this point. Their lineup is not very good at this point. Well, it's okay, but it's not great compared to the Mets, and even you could consider the Nats to be on that same tier as them. But um, where do you think the the Braves should go at third base? I think they should go through the trade market.
2: Their, their uh, farm is so good. Um, and look, at some point, you have to use some of these prospects to get something. Look, uh, Drew Waters, I think his name is, he's losing. He's going to be losing value at some point because you can't put him, you can't, I mean, where's he going to start if you have uh, Posh out there? And I, it's just, they, they have to make a trade at some point, One of these big trades, they've been linked to so many like players. It's like, oh, they're going to make a big trade for this guy, Chris Bryant, uh, or uh, for the last two years. It's like, oh, they're going to get Chris Bryant. Or Wilson Contreras, or they're going to bet Arenado, but that didn't happen. Uh, or they've been, or people are like, oh, they can go get Matt Chapman from the A's, which is crazy. So at this point, you have to make the big trade at some point. Uh, if you don't want to get Jose Ramirez and you want to just pivot someone who's cheaper, again, you can go for Chris Bryant. I don't think they're going to get Justin Turner only because of the fact that I really think he's going to be a Dodger. Um, I could be wrong, but I think it'll be a dollar, Dodger. Um, the Braves should go out try to get just a third baseman somehow, some way. If, if it means getting rid of a top prospect, just get it done. because the Mets are now able to spend money. and the Mets can now just to make up for the fact that they're not better in player development, they had a, for, a for worse form, a worse form than you. They can outspend you by such a large a wide margin that you have to make up for it in some aspects. So either you start dealing prospects and getting better, um, and taking biting that bullet or you stay complacent and get knocked out in the
1: NLDS. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. I think it should be all over Jose Ramirez as he's on a team friendly contract and he's going to cost prospects, but they have, they definitely have prospect capital. So I definitely think Jose Ramirez should be the guy to go after. If not, Justin Turner's a viable option. Uh, and if not, I really don't know what to do with that. Austin Raleigh is not, I don't know if he's really going to be a starting third baseman on a championship team. So, That'll be interesting to see how they monitor market the monitor market going forward. Is there are a couple options left? Yesterday, Ken Griffey Jr. was reported to join the MLB Commissioner's Office. Uh, I think it's a pretty great move for baseball. You know, the kid is one of the more popular Major League Baseball players in MLB history, and Rob Manfred is just such he's so terrible that at this point anybody could help. Theo Epstein, first hire, great hire. Um, and I, I hope really that they can help out Manfred or you know, do something for him to help him out, really anything to to help him understand that or it, I don't know. About, I'm sure he understands that he's doing such a fucking terrible job marketing the game that anybody could do it better. And you know, I I hope they just you know help him out really. Like I feel bad for Manfred too. You know, you got you got guys like you know, Trevor Bauer, who's a complete immature asshole, you know, tell the like, fans to boo him when he was clue and I you know. During his World Series speech, he clearly wasn't doing very well. Uh, it might have been the microphone quality, but he really wasn't. He was looking about to cry. And the fact that a player is so petty just go out and, you know, cheer on, uh, cheer these people on to, uh, to boo him is just so immature, though. We all, we all hate Manfred, really. Manfred's in such a shitty job at this point. Hopefully anybody can help him. So, Ryan, what are your thoughts on the Ken Griffey Jr. hiring?
2: Well, I agree with you that like, I think it helped the, first, I think one of the first things he said was like, he doesn't want baseball to slow down. Cause like, that's the beauty of baseball, you know, that, you know, there's no time limit. And I would agree with that. I mean, this people are acting like baseball is a five hour game. It's a, I think it's averages a little over three hours, which is a long event, but NFL games are a very long event. They have half times where you just sit around and do nothing basically for 12 to 15 minutes. This is not like a, you know, baseball is it's, it's one of the, I think it's the only sport out of the NBA, NFL, NHL, doesn't have intermissions. That are upward, like the intermissions are just short little breaks between innings. This is constant, like there there is constant things happening in baseball because baseball there's no intermission on that stuff. Uh, but one thing I wanted to uh, get your thoughts on was, like personally speaking, I really think that at some point, like you you have to just like how does no, and no one how how does how does Manfred still the still a commissioner, just like from a, a anyone who likes baseball standpoint. Like the owners cannot be so – they're just not doing their jobs if, they, if they're if continuing to give this guy contract after contract after contract. He's not good for baseball. He's going to kill this sport off. We've – you know, there's, the ratings are dropping. Uh, it's just such a – like. in order to have a universal DH, they have to be expanded playoffs. Like it's it's so dumb. It's just – it's
1: mind-boggling. It's mind-boggling. Uh, but I want to get your thoughts on that. The owners fucking love Manfred. Uh, he is really good at negotiating on their behalf. And uh, baseball has been making more and more money going, uh, you know, since he came in and he's, you know, friends with the new TV deal, they got the film room thing going on. So it completely benefits the owners. Like the owners gotta love him. I, I, all the owners I bet would love him just because of the money he's putting in their pockets. And that's what they really care about at the end of the day. Besides uncle Steve, I don't really know if uncle Stevie cares, Um. Uh. anyways. Uncle Steve, I don't know if Uncle, I don't really know if Uncle Steve cares, but at the end of the day, Manfred's been doing his job for the owners, and he won't get fired or thrown out. He might get a fucking extension for all we know. Ah, uh, but yeah, I, I, I just think that it's a bad situation just because he's putting money in the owners' pockets. And I mean, I just like, there's the owners
2: can get away with such awful things. Like, um, we have a couple, we know a lot of A's fans. Like, what John J. Fisher is doing to that team is not okay. It's not like, this is, that's bad. It's really, really bad. And think about it. Uh, back when Ricky Henderson put the A's, I mean, they were an iconic team because they had Ricky Henderson and, you know, culturally speaking, um, the A's were like, it, it was cool to have an A's jersey. The green and golds. cool to have an A's hat, have the Ricky Henderson jersey because Ricky Henderson, I mean, that was, he was an extremely popular player. I mean, if the A's had a player like that today, he'd be traded in his fifth year there. Or the Rays too, like what the Rays are doing to their fans. This is not okay. Like these are not okay things. Like I understand that you'll never have a situation like the NBA where, you know, you have individual players who are like LeBron James, but you could at least make it so that you're, you know, there's something to watch. Like if you're not a Yankees fan, a Red Sox fan, or a Dodgers fan, like five years into a player's contract, most likely your that team is not going to be able to pay the player. Even a big market team like a quote-unquote big market team like the Nationals, who can spend a lot of money, couldn't retain Bryce Harper. This is not normal nor okay. This should not be happening in our sport. It shouldn't be that every single time um, an owner wants to cry poor, they have to just say, well, fans got to suck it up, even though they're making billions and billions off that team. And the percentage of money they're spending from the income they make off the team uh, is very low. And it's extremely bad for the sport. And it's toxic
1: as well. Yeah, I agree. At the end of the day, though, the owners don't care. And they won't get hold, held accountable because all they all care about is money besides potentially Uncle Stevie, who makes money in his own other ways that uh, aren't very, I don't know, ethical. But um, yeah, I think I just think at the end of the day, Manfred's here to stay. And it doesn't matter how much the fans hate him or how much backlash there is because there'll be better ratings with Manfred and uh, the owners will keep making money. Moving on to our next segment of the podcast, we have Hall of Fame voting, the disaster that it was, and next year's ballot. So uh, just to kick things off, I'm going to give my ballot for next year the players that I think should make it that are going to be first ballot next year. Uh, and then we can talk about the players that missed out this year. Uh, the three players I think should make it who are in the class next year. It's not the greatest class, but uh, Alex Rodriguez, uh, David Ortiz, and Jonathan Pop- Papelbaum. The uh, fuck. Papelbon should all make it in my opinion Uh, I just think you know obviously A-Rod or first of all Ortiz is the best designated hitter ever A-Rod's the best shortstop ever and uh, Papelbon's a very good relief pitcher I feel like he's underrated a bit Uh, I do think he should make it A-Rod Ortiz obviously the whole steroid thing Ortiz will probably get a pass because the whole technical you know anonymous test that wasn't actually his but it was his and it was positive it was also negative I'm not entirely sure the situation there. Obviously, A-Rod shitstorm with steroids will probably leave him out of the Hall of Fame for a while, unless he gets voted in by a veterans committee in like 20 years, we'll see. Uh, But I definitely think he deserves it. I'm someone who doesn't really care too much about steroid usage, uh, given that a lot of other players use it, and they're not caught for it. So um, that's just, those are my thoughts on it. Uh, Ryan, who do you think should make it who's on next year's ballot? So uh, I agreed with most of them, except for Papelbon.
2: I'm not sure if I'd put Papelbon in the Hall of Fame just because Billy Wagner isn't in there. Uh, and if Billy Wagner is in there, there's probably a couple of uh, well, relievers I'd have over him. Well, are you assuming that, like, okay, you're just saying, like, you would put
1: him and Wagner on your ballot? Yeah, absolutely. And I, okay. I think that I don't like to um, use that argument where if one player doesn't make it, another shouldn't. Okay, But I'd have them both anyways. Wagner definitely deserves it, and I also think Papelbon All right, is. all right.
2: Well, in that case, I mean, I think he's—he's. He's, I mean, I don't want to. I don't know if this is sacrilege. I mean, because I really don't. I think saves are an opportunity stat. Uh, I would take Papelbon in the, and put him in the same class as Trevor Hoffman. So, yeah. You know, I mean, you can t- you can cry all you want about the saves. I I really couldn't care less. That's an opportunity and volume thing. Uh, Papelbon was a bet was a very good reliever. Um, but for me, I i would want. I'm gonna put one name on there that I don't think you're gonna agree with, but I'm gonna make the argument for them. Mark Teixeira no. should be a Hall of Famer. No, no. Yes, no. he is better no, than Ernie Banks player. on a per. He, he is a he. Wait, time out. Well, Winslow replacement is not fair to first base because he was a good defensive first baseman, but it it counts as negative. But he's defensive. still all right. If
1: you're a 41 player, I don't really care what position. But time off, You're also I'm using, using so
2: you're electric. also using fangrafts War. I, I reference Wars better for infielders
1: because right, fan
2: ward takes it, his it's over 50 on what uh uh reference and i still again i started I
1: like 60 is kind of like the place where i draw the line where if you're 60 and above you should probably make it if you're 16 below it's a discussion but it's f4 so low right. I, I just don't i don't really feel it i don't, I don't really know but first baseman
2: again first baseman are not like ward does not treat first baseman very
1: well like uh luke Voit would be
2: considered a really good third base first baseman but his, i don't think he's ever going to eclipse like a I think he's going to re- barely eclipse a three F4 if he plays a full season just because of how poorly it treats for his baseman. Um, because it gives them a, their defensive adjustments harsh on them uh, but if you look at it on a per rate basis I compared him to Ernie Banks uh, he has a better weighted rating on screen of plus better weighted on base average so he's better offensively uh, at the first base position he's a better defensive first baseman than Ernie Banks so if you uh, this is just this is just a broad stroke. This is not like an actual like this is not something that I say is a, he's a slam dunk Hall of Famer. I'm just saying you can definitely make the argument that Mark Teixeira is one of the better first basemen of all time, and he would not be the worst first baseman in the Hall of Fame. He would definitely he wouldn't be the one of the better first basemen in the Hall of Fame. But I mean, this is also just like I, I think I just view the Hall of Fame differently than you. Like I I would make an argument for David Wright to be in the Hall of Fame, but I don't think you would because we 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 disagree on uh we we disagree on things like that. I think like with the volume stuff, but I think if he's played enough years to qualify for the ballot and on a per year basis, he's been one of the best, uh, he's been one of the better offensive first baseman and he'd be one of the better offensive first baseman in the hall while playing so good defense at the first base position. And so I think I can make an honest case that if Ernie Banks in the hall of fame, Mark Teixeira
1: has a case to be in the hall of fame and should at least garner a discussion and votes. Yeah, I suppose. I probably just wouldn't put him in because of that. Uh, Cause of his volume. That's fair. But you know, I mean, I agree with you on A Rod
2: though. I think I'm 100 percent voting for A Rod. Like, well, and and Dave and uh, David Ortiz as well. If uh, Edgar Martinez is in the Hall of Fame, David Ortiz should be in the Hall of Fame. And, and but the whole steroids thing. You mean to tell me that Jeff Bagwell, like with all the suspicions he had, he wasn't, he, he, or Pudge Rodriguez, that those guys didn't take steroids? We knew the suspicions with them. Did it? I'm pretty sure Pudge got called out in the book for it as well. So, yeah. I mean, we're acting like you know, Pudge is like, oh, he, well, we we say like, okay, um. We know he did, we know he did something, right? So if we know he did something and he's in the Hall of Fame, why are we going to not give that same treatment? Like, I don't think David Ortiz should go, Maybe, well, you know, David Ortiz got called on this, on so calling on that. So, you know, we got to lump him in with those guys. No, 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 no. If you lump him in with those guys, then you, have, then you cannot have voted for Pudge Rodriguez. That cannot happen. I think that if Pudge Rodriguez is in the Hall of Fame, you got to let A-Rod in, A-Rod in. you got to let Bonds in, you got to let um, Clemens in. Well, maybe not a Rod because a Rod got suspended, so I can understand that. But I, I, I would still put a Rod in. Um, but you know, we know that these guys are Hall of Famers without steroids. So let's 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 cut the chase. Let's cut the let's cut the crap here. You know, let's cut to the chase. Let's be real here. Cut the crap. You know, put these guys in the Hall of Fame.
1: Let's let's get it done. Yeah, I'd say the same goes for Bonds, Clemens, and company. Besides Chilling, fuck her Chilling. Her Sox Chilling belongs with the White Sox. No, he doesn't belong with the White Sox. The White Sox are not like actual Nazis. Like, he's an actual, well, no, no. yeah, a right, local okay. human being. Well, they and... hired a racist, so you know. But it's of the White Sox thing, dude. They should probably hire dude... Kurt Schilling to be their GM or something. Uh, they probably would, but they Probably would. Kurt
2: Schilling, uh, dude. I, I hope that I I am so upset the dude getting a kick off
1: the bat. I hate this guy so much. No, let him so be on the ballot. Let gosh. him be on the ballot and lose votes, and then for the tenth time in a row, get rejected. After no, I... you know, ask not to be rejected because he's a fucking pussy.
2: Now, I now here's what I'll say. Uh, Pasaan made this point on first take where he's like, okay, it's a museum, right? We're supposed to be celebrating baseball history, and all of baseball history is yeah, bad. Yeah, on Matt McAfee, Pat McAfee. Yeah. No, no, no. He said on first take as he well. Was he was on first take. show. Yeah, was he was on both, both shows. Both shows. Right? You got you to plug yeah. both. So, I mean, I, I would say that Schilling, like, here's my thing. I don't want to celebrate Curt Schilling. That's the issue. Like, I just don't want him to get a celebration. I don't want him to have a, a speech. I don't want him to – no, I don't want any of that. I would want him to go. This is my, my conditions for him. He can be put in the Hall of Fame because it he is part a big part of Major League Baseball history. But he is not to get a celebration, a speech, any of that. He is to be put into the Hall of Fame without a speech, without the whole putting on the jersey and getting to stand in front of everyone Aaron claps for him, where his family is saying they're like, happiest oh moment of your life. I like he gets to sit there and celebrate. Everyone like, oh, thank you to my managers, my this. No, 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 none of that. He gets no celebration, no nothing.
1: He gets to be put in the hall of fame, but he gets none of the other good stuff with it. That's my take on it. Well, I mean, if he did that, I'd just go there and boo him, which would be pretty funny. I don't think it has been booted their hall of fame speech before. Um, either I way, I would do that. I, I, I don't do mind Shilling either way. It really doesn't matter to me. Shilling's just—he's so irrelevant. And uh, people, you know, giving him attention, I feel like he he loves that. And you know, he's not he's not gonna he's gonna you know be in the Hall of Fame ballot, and he'll probably not make it. He'll probably lose a lot of votes after what he said about the Capitol riots um, and such. But at the end of the day, fuck her, chilling, and fuck the White Sox. So, um, what else we got here? Uh, anybody else uh, that you think should make the ballot besides Bonds, Clemens, and not chilling, but potentially chilling? But who else do you think should have made it from this year?
2: uh roland's a slam dunk like roland not getting in shows that the um any voter that didn't vote for him should not have a vote like he's a slam dunk hall of Famer. there's no argument against it there's not a single point you can make that scott roland isn't a hall of famer any argument you make against it shows you're an idiot um that's just the fact you cannot make an argument that scott roland isn't a hall of famer uh andrew jones has a domestic abuse case but um I, statistically speaking he is a hall of famer um, and if, I mean, I don't think that they look into stuff like domestic abuse cases, cause there are a lot of people who have really sketchy passes in past stuff in the hall of fame. Um, again, I understand the, the, the morality thing, but uh, I, I, I just, at this point, it is a museum. Baseball history is pretty messed up. There's a lot of messed up people in the hall of fame. There's a lot of messed up stuff uh, in the hall of fame. Uh, we, the, isn't the, I'm pretty sure there's stuff about the Blacksaw scandal in the hall of fame. So if we, have, if we have really messed up stuff like that in the hall of fame, and a lot of and and you know stuff about how um about issues with racism and tough discussions i think it's fair to say you could put a guy in like an andrew jones who has domestic abuse case and he's a part of major league baseball history same with Schilling, but i i just don't want to celebrate these people i think we should reserve celebrations for certain people you know what i mean i'm kind of glad Derek judo doesn't have to share a stage with kurt Schilling because it would it would make me really upset if i had to see uh someone I grew up looking up to have to share a stage and be celebrated at the same time with a monster and a horrible human being. Uh, but overall, I mean,
1: I think those are the two I say are slam dunks and Wagner, Wagner. Yeah. Wagner, Roland, Jones, Abreu, I'd probably vote for. Um, anybody else i forgetting? I don't think so. Pettit is a maybe. I don't oh, think he's a Hall of Fame without Jeff steroids. Jeff Kent too. I'd oh, oh
2: it. Kent. Yeah, yeah. But Pettit for me is like, I feel like he falls
1: in the Sammy Sosa thing where like i don't i don't think it's a whole Well, for sosa too like the thing is so pettit took steroids to recover yeah but you could but that's that's still part of it like if you couldn't if you were not going to be able to stay on the field without steroids that that's part of it yeah i know i'm I'm saying like in general though you know yeah never suspended so yeah like if just
2: like like uh Let's just be real here. Judge didn't make the Hall of Fame. If Aaron Judge, like, has a great career, but, like, he's just so injured, he doesn't have the volume to make the Hall of Fame, right? Like, you know, if he would have done what Pettit did and, you know, taken performance enhances to stay on the field, he would have made the Hall of Fame. So that's, like, kind of my thing. Like, Pettit would make the Hall of Fame on a per-rate basis probably, but... The steroid, the, the PD usage definitely kept him on the field long enough to accumulate the uh, Winsmore replacement and all that stuff to get in. Uh, I, I, wrote, I, I wrote a piece on him before thinking that he was a Hall of Famer. Uh, it's a little, it's a blurred line that there's a case for him. Uh, I would give him my vote, but I would be mad if he doesn't make it.
1: Moving on to our trivia portion of this, uh, we're going to have uh, one of our producers, James, Val- James Valentinus, to uh, deliver the trivia to both Ryan and I. I'm currently winning 11-6. to six. Uh, Hopefully, I'll be winning at the end of this uh, by a lot. So let's get into it, James.
0: All right, who wants to go first? I'll let you guys pick. I'll go first. All right, bet. All right, Jack's easy question. Easy. Who traded Lou Brock to the Cardinals? How is it Easy this is easy i knew this like i feel
1: like a lot of people know this how, do you know ryan uh i have a guess i have a guess too but i don't really know if i go just use your guess uh, Orioles. wrong one? What, what he wrong. said royals uh, I, I said orioles
0: oh i thought you said oh and well, either way you're wrong
2: yeah okay. okay uh i'm gonna take a guess braves
0: no what was it the cubs
1: I should have known that when you said you knew that because you're a fucking Cubs oh fan. God.
0: Okay, well, yes, that also he was, like, like a Hall of Famer. and well, I didn't know that, though. I, I, yeah, but, like, I, I'm pretty sure. Uh, like, I, But this was, like, early in his career. But still, he played for the Cubs for, like, five years.
2: But, like, I feel like that's something you know because you're a Cubs fan. Like, I know Fred McGriff used to be a Yankee. Like, yeah. I know that.
0: Okay, that's but I, I guess that that's fair. That's, that's All right. Yeah, but I, I feel like I would have known this either way because, like, this is kind of a big deal. Um, That's true. Maybe it shouldn't have been an easy question. But
2: no, it should have been. We're just dumb.
0: Ryan, uh, what do of teammates hit the most home runs in a single season? So we did full careers last time. Now wait, 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 wait.
2: wait. Uh, does, this, does pre-integration count?
0: At any time in the history of baseball. Shoot, this is tough. I, have I, have guests, guesses.
2: I, have, I, I think you're going to pick up the guests that I get. Uh, was it um okay? Oh, okay. Was it McGuire and Conseco?
0: That was Jackson's guess, but
2: it's not it. No. Okay, N- Nerds has the one. Jack has the one. I'm gonna get now. You just No, nah, Jacks. Ha- Jackson. J- Jack has the one. Is he it? Has the other one? I'm.
1: I'm thinking.
2: Yeah, bro. It has to be. You. You have to know this one. Okay. I think I it? Was... Was it, was it? <laughs> what do
0: you mean? You have to know this one. Was you it? didn't because know because
2: I had two guesses in my head.
0: Wait. What'd you say? Ruth and Garrig? Ryan, was that your other guess? Yeah. It's Maris and Mantle.
1: Oh, I knew. God. Oh, I knew it was Mantle. Oh, I thought Mantle. Oh, I, I should get that. Have, have I knew. I thought Mantle. And I forgot the other person, so I, thought I figured I just send it. Bro, but, and Mantle,
2: I, the only reason he didn't hit more hormones than Maris that year is because he got hurt.
1: Yeah, I should not. Anyways, just move on. That was terrible. That was embarrassing. That is so embarrassing. <laughs> I'm, no,
2: never, those, I'm never watching baseball again. I can't. Those were your solving.
0: easy questions, but I think the mediums might be easier. I'm crying. <laughs> so, so, we'll see. Well, I mean, considering you got those wrong, okay. So Jack's medium question: Two players have won twelve Gold Glove awards as outfielders. Name them. And by the way, twelve is the most of all time, so that could help you. For outfielders, at least two players, and you need both. I have no idea. Can I repeat the um, question. Two players have won twelve Gold Gloves as outfielders. Name both of them. Oh, Okay.
1: Oh, no fucking. Thing. Do you me like a like a fifty-year window when they played? No. No. Fuck. Oh, okay. You have to just know the Gold Glove award wasn't isn't like a. It's not that old award. though. Yeah. Um. Was Andrew Jones there?
0: No. All right, Fuck that. I don't know what. yeah. All right, bro. Ryan, what the
2: hell? Yo, I have no fucking idea, bro. <laughs> oh my god. Um, uh, yo, I got bro. No Andrew Jones. Okay, I got to think better now. Okay, you said in the outfield, right? I'm gonna I mean, look. I can, up.
0: I can look up who how many Andrew Jones won, but he, I, he, he didn't. He if, didn't. He didn't win twelve. He won ten.
2: Who is one more than him?
0: Uh, oh, I God. think I probably should have known. I wouldn't have known that. Sh- I don't think you should give this away by making I'm not it, giving it away. seem I, like it's I, this it's obvious. It's kind of obvious. obvious. Okay. Uh,
2: I got to think. I'm thinking I'm blanking on the outfielder's name. Oh, my God. You, the, uh, was it? Is is, is it? No. Maze? Did he win one of them?
0: Y- yeah, uh, he's one of them. He's
2: one yeah, because he played for a very long time. So he had to be one of them. And the other one, because it could be, like, I'm thinking center fielder, but it's it going be, be like anywhere. A, yeah, that's the thing. It could be, like, a right fielder or a left fielder. I'm not going to get it.
1: Uh, is it Lou Brock? No. No. It wasn't a good defender.
0: These are, like, all-time great.
1: I should have gotten it. It's uh, it's amazing. Clemente. Clemente. I should have gotten Clemente. Oh, why did I not remember Clemente as a defensive recent, wasn't I wasn't thinking recent. I was say i didn't yeah, say but that's recent. recent no no we said the award hasn't been around for a really long time yeah it's so not a long time recent,
2: but yeah i guess
1: okay uh,
2: okay like uh clemente like i do I, I just remember as a hitter like i do not remember his defense so
0: i don't know how i didn't well, remember that i don't remember cannon. him at all because he played in the 1970s but
2: i mean i don't remember him but like i, I did a project <laughs> on him once as a kid so i have like a really fond attachment to him
0: oh that's cool okay uh What's the oldest MLE franchise with no World Series championships? Ryan, that's your medium question. All right. I gotta
2: think.
1: Okay, gotta go by division now. Okay, gotta think a little bit. Think a little bit. You know. think, I'll give you I'll give you,
0: you two. Me. I'll give you two minutes.
1: I actually know this, so you're gonna okay. have to uh yeah, I think it was right. Jeez, yeah, yeah mute go. yourself, mute yourself so I can think. Mute yourself so I can think, you
2: commie, okay. Chill. <laughs> <laughs> um uh okay no 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 uh no n-
0: maybe no all right come on let's go uh is it the mariners they're not that old they are that old they're the pilots no the pilots, the mariners. No, the pilots <gasps> are the brewers
1: my initial thought was can i can steal it now right
0: yeah, yeah, you can steal it.
1: My initial thought was the Potters, but then I actually remember it's the Texas Rangers.
0: It is the Texas Rangers.
1: Yeah. What is uh, it? Ha, I, that know, was,
0: I gave
2: up. It was like, oh, the West. I was like, everyone in the West except for the Mariners have won a World Series, but I forgot they choked against the Cardinals. twice. Yeah. No, the once, and then they choked so, against the Tigers. So no, the, the, the Tigers.
0: Mariners don't. aren't even the second. It's the Brewers and the Padres, and yeah. then well, the Mariners. Yeah,
2: weren't the Mariners the Pilots at some point? That's why. I-
0: no, the Pilots are the Brewers.
2: Oh, because they both
1: play in Seattle. Okay, no, you're right. All right. Wow. Texas. Four Texas. Anyways, right. All right. I have. What is that? Three points. Yep. Did wow, I have eleven and fourteen because I love the last time. All right. Uh, hard question. Let's go.
0: Which qualified hitter, like among qualifiers, led the league in BABIP in twenty twenty? In 2020? Yeah. yeah I know twenty nineteen.
1: If you told me twenty nineteen. Well
0: 2019 is obvious. Because that Sox. was that was Moncada. And and we and you like to hate the White Sox, so uh,
1: can you be like a naturally American league or no?
0: No. I think I know who it is, but I'm not sure.
1: I don't know. I'm gonna just take a wild guess. Donovan Solano. Okay.
0: He was second. Are
2: you fuck? That was my guess. Oh, I think he was second. Donovan I mean, I have second.
0: I have the leaderboard up on my screen. Yeah, he was second with a
2: 396. Uh, yo, I'm done. I have no idea who it is. So it's gotta be a high batting average. But like, I've never looked at batting average like
1: ever. So I'm Lopez. Oh, I know this. I know this. I know now. I know this. Now I know this. Now I, like, know exact, I know exactly who this is. <laughs> I didn't. How did I not get that? That's, that's is tough. it Tim Anderson?
0: No, Jack, do you want to say it is? Yeah, isn't it LeMahieu? Who? LeMahieu? LeMahieu. <laughs> no. No? <laughs> I thought it I I had to be LeMahieu. I, actually, I don't even. LeMahieu was 10th. Right, who who was did you, you guess?
2: I said Tim Anderson.
0: He was 6th. Oh, my God. This was actually really surprising to me, too. Number one was Michael Comforto. I
1: wouldn't the ball pretty hard. But that's or the, like
0: with a 412. <laughs> I to go.
1: That's kind of Let's look at I would... that
0: one. Well, that's why it's a hard question.
1: Yeah, okay, I got it. I was second, so
0: I was all right, good. Ryan. This is more like trivia type stuff. I didn't know this, Jackson asked me. Who was the, the first African American MLB player? Like actual first.
1: Oh, I know who this is. I hate, you guys. I hate you guys a lot it's, it's not
0: jackie
2: robinson thank <laughs> you guys so much
0: um so wait wait if, so there's if, a player before i if, didn't even know if, there you, was a player if, before if you don't get it you're a racist
2: what okay 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 so there was a play there was a player before jackie robinson that's kind of what
0: i mean I, I don't have to answer that question it could be jackie robinson for all i know it's not He's an
1: asshole. You said it was the first major league player. Yes. Wait,
2: major league. Wait, how no, 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 no. Because the Negro leagues count as the major leagues. Because I was no, 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 no. No, 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 no. I mean,
0: like I mean like MLB.
1: I think I know who this is, but I'm not entirely sure who it is. Is it? uh No, no, no. He's he's a decade later, right?
2: I'm just gonna say elston howard it's not him like, that's what i was something.
1: gonna say yeah it's
0: not him all right jack do you have a guess because that's not it
1: uh jackie right. robinson i'll just what...
0: <laughs> no it was uh william edward white
1: How do that's you... so ironic that's oh, so white. ironic
0: how's that oh. ironic other than that his name is white
1: <laughs> that's why
0: well i guess you're both racist
1: Oh, we played one game for the eighteen seventy nine. Oh, we played for the Providence Grays. Right? Yeah, I would have had no idea. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, that oh. wasn't the major. Wait, tell that wasn't
2: major league baseball?
1: Yeah, it was. Well,
2: no way, Providence Grays. Wait, 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 Providence Grays. What league they played? They did not play in the. I don't, I don't, I don't William
1: Edward White, Moses Fleetwood, and Walker were his brothers. All right, that's, that's pretty so that's what
0: Jackson said right in the chat. That's yeah.
1: gonna that's gonna wrap up our trivia portion of this. Uh, the score worry.
0: now is, yeah, that,
1: so. is 12-6, right? 14-6. Like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: because that's a three-point question. All
1: right, 14-6. 14-6. I'm currently winning. Uh, so that's it for trivia for today. I'm pissed. I'm tight. I'm not happy anymore. Moving on to our final segment of today's podcast, we have ratios of the week. Mine's actually from baseball Instagram because we had a very bad one Today on baseball Instagram. And who would you know? Oh well, like guess what? It came from a White Sox fan. Uh typical fashion, they're incredibly biased and delusional. So uh greatest fan base on earth. This one comes from our friend, um White Sox underscore prime time. He did a team comparison where he said that the Yankees were worse than the white at so Every position besides second base, right field, center field, and DH. The reality is it is not, that it's not even remotely close to true. And this is a cumulative ratio. So we had 130 likes on the post and 324 comments at the time I took this screenshot. Holy ratio. Well-deserved ratio. Ryan, what do you have? All right, so, Uh, I, this was just like a big issue because, uh,
2: I I don't know if you don't follow the Michael K show. I kind of do when I'm just like making breakfast and like, I just watch old clips, right? Uh, something that happened was, uh, it was a big discussion over the Yankees being cheap, yada, yada, yada. Someone sends a chart of how the Yankees revenue has gone up and the player payroll has gone down. It gets six likes and then Michael K drops the bomb again. I, and he's. Quote, to quote him again Erwin, I guess you're forgetting the close to billion dollars they've contributed to revenue sharing through the decade to prop up the Rays and the Pirates and the Orioles and it doesn't go into your chart does it it kills the narrative and this happens to get over 100 likes the guy just did not respond because he was going back and forth with Katie the entire time he did not respond to the post um and everyone who was kind of saying oh well, the Yankees you know their revenue's gone up the payroll's gone down revenues go up payroll goes down this and that uh it was incredible it, it, I mean it was not an incredible ratio in terms of like I mean we've seen more than six to 126 and the guy and case verified so it's pretty easy for him to ratio someone uh but it was a but I mean for the first time in a very long time Yankees Twitter agreed with him like in terms of like Yankees analytical Twitter because I mean usually he has more like boomer takes right like not to be like rude to him but like he's not like I really don't like him that much like I really don't care for him so it was one of his only good takes so I had to give him some props for that.
1: That concludes our ratios for this week. Always feel free to submit them to our podcast Instagram page, underscore deep, excuse me, deep, underscore, drive, underscore, pod. Thanks, everyone, for tuning into today's podcast. If you like today's podcast, please give us a five-star rating or like this YouTube video. Make sure to follow our Twitter uh, at deep, deep, underscore, drive, underscore, pod, and our Instagram at deep, underscore, drive, underscore, pod. Make sure to follow my personal Instagram, at MLB Nerds, if you don't already, and uh, follow Ryan's Twitter at Ryan Garcia ESM and his YouTube Yankee Stat Talk. All of that yeah. is in the description. Plug that, yeah. Uh, thanks so much for uh, <laughs> watching. It's been a deep drive to left field by Castellanos, and we are gone. Thank you for
2: listening to Believe.